You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. Does racism even exist in America? If it does, where's the evidence for it? This is very important. Please listen to this. In any courtroom, the burden of proof is always placed upon those bringing the charge. If there's no proof, there's no argument. End of story. First of all, it's vital to define the word. Racism is a belief that one or more biological race is superior to one or more other races. And that's pretty much it. The main aspect of that definition is that racism is a belief. Let that really sink in. It's a belief or a thought. Are there good and bad thoughts? Of course. Are bad thoughts illegal? Of course not. Should any thought be made illegal? Of course not. Any thought can be expressed through speech. So therefore, should speech be made illegal? Of course not. If you believe it should be, you are probably a First Amendment hating extremist left-wing lowlife, or you should probably start seeing yourself as such. There is a real boogeyman out there, however, and it is often confused with racism, and it really does ail many black people. It is socialism. Socialism is real. It has a horribly violent history. Racism has a history too, but does not exist in the United States today. Only a phantom of it exists, a mere whisper. Almost all proof of racism is offered by mostly emotional reasoning left-wingers, and it is not logical or valid evidence. Where is all this evidence for racism? Most so-called hate crimes are fake. Most are farces meant to create the illusion of victimization to garner sympathy, mostly done by teenagers, children, and the deeply immature, and also by paid operatives in BLM Incorporated and the Antifa fascists. For example, years ago, a formerly unknown actor, Jesse Smollett, or Messi Smellett, as I like to call him, faked his own assault by two MAGA hat-wearing thugs. In today's soft-on-truth environment, anyone who would believe that this could actually happen, and in Chicago, of all places is laughably inane. Another nutty story involves a previously unknown NASCAR driver with a moniker perfectly matching his IQ. Bubba something. I think it was Wallace. I'll just call him Bubblehead Bubba. He actually thought, so it seems, that a garage door opener was a noose meant to put the fear of God in him and placed there by the KKK. And this narcissistic fool thought he was singled out because he looks 20% black. And, of course, the half-wit, moonshine-swilling hicks 
like Steve Phelps, who ran NASCAR, instead of asking probing questions about this, simply dropped trowel and assumed the position to apologize and then bent over backwards and contorted themselves into some acid-tripping-shaped pretzel with more knotty knots than a Cub Scout troop practice rope. All this just to avoid being labeled a racist. That's how politically correct Americans have become. And it's disgustingly dishonest and cowardly to bend over and kiss the hairless backside of something called a bubba. The purpose of political correctness by these bullies is to instill undeserved guilt and therefore shut down honest dialogue. That's it. And finally, the very worst and saddest example of a fake hate crime was the murder of George Floyd. He was murdered, but it is impossible to prove that Floyd's race had anything whatsoever to do with it. It's an obvious lie something only the severely paranoid ill could possibly believe. But, sadly, mass brainwashing was supremely successful at having tens of millions of otherwise mentally healthy people believe just that. Now, obviously, horrible things have happened to black people due to their skin color over the years. Slavery combined with human nature has created a messy history. This was inevitable. But today... If you're worried about racism, then you're worried about people's thoughts. But these are protected, or should be, because of the First Amendment. A far better idea in a purported free and open society is to simply debate the ideas you disagree with. If you are confident about your ideas, if you don't engage in logical fallacies and everyone more or less benefits from your ideas then you should be able to shoot down all the really bad or really dumb ideas of the world without having to resort to politically correct censorship. Genuinely racist actions in America are extremely rare. And anti-discrimination laws are everywhere, protecting every oddball grouping imaginable. It can be easily argued that the obsession with equality has gone way too far. For example, the insane claim that there are hundreds of genders is equality in need of a straitjacket and a megadose of Valium. That's outrageously insane, and everyone with a triple-digit IQ knows it. In this case, civil rights have become snivel rights. Also, very important, race separatism is not racism. Remember, race separatism is completely missing from the definition of racism. Most people, like most animals, are functionally race separatist. Cardinals, blue jays, robins, and crows are all birds, but they do not interbreed. The reasons why they don't is complex. Same as with people. All things being equal... Whites prefer the company of other whites. Same with blacks, etc. People have obviously been this way since the beginning of time. And this is only common sense. So don't let anyone ever make you feel guilty for having perfectly natural and normal social yearnings.
Here's a little bit of history. The word nigger was a lazy southern way of saying negro. So there's obviously nothing inherently insulting about that word. Some may say it's insulting sounding because it's too casual. But the South was casual. This leads us to another fallacy, the idea that the word boy is racist. Boy meant fellow or was a very casual way of addressing people. Could you help me with this boy? Whites said it to other whites. Blacks said it to blacks. Usually the elder addressed this to the younger, but not always. In fact, the phrase, good old boy, is southern lexicon that was race-free or neutral. Almost anyone could be a good old boy. It just meant that you were a part of an accepted social clique. So if all this sounds so innocent, where did all the racism fallacy begin? Obviously, it's left over from the segregation stemming from slavery, but it really took off after the war between the states. That's when carpetbaggers from the north invaded the post-war south. Carpetbaggers were those who saw political and business opportunities because of the chaotic southern economy. Think about this purely from an entrepreneurial perspective. If you have a vast number of newly freed and extremely vulnerable, ignorant, or uneducated people, and a carpetbagger can use his relative sophistication, superiority, to use that quality and to lead these ignorant masses, then that is known in the business world as a magnificent window of opportunity to take full advantage of. And to take full advantage of, they did. In other words... The racial, income, and educational divisions between black and white were good for the carpetbagging business, and especially good for dirty politicians. Does any of this sound familiar? Absolutely. It sounds just like the modern Democrat Party. This includes CRT, ESG, and the diabolically sick and twisted DEI or Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. If you don't know what all these alphabet-laced ideas stand for, don't worry too much. It's all code for woke manipulation of some really stupid people, the sheeple. It's the new and improved slavery. But some things never change. So back to the original question. Does racism even exist in America? Well, now that we know the exact definition, it simply becomes a common-sense answer. Do you have racist beliefs? I don't, and I know that the vast, vast majority of Americans don't have them either. That's because the definition is so extreme. Remember, the very definition means that the racist believes that one race is flat-out superior to another. I'll take that even further. Even BLM Incorporated, they insist that basically no individual minority is racist and that only people with white skin are racist and almost all of them are. That's what they believe. Even these evil BLM Incorporated fascists, I truly believe, are not racist because that conclusion is simply too stupid to believe. They're lying about it. Now, 
the left always attracts useful idiots to blindly follow its propaganda. So those at the bottom of the BLM Incorporated pyramid scam may actually believe that racism drives the world. But I assure you, the multi-cajillionaires at the top of that pyramid scam don't really care at all. They care about building a vast technocracy or even global intersectional socialist fascist network. But racism simply doesn't involve them in any way, shape, or form. It's simply a tool to control the ignorant masses who have no money and no power and no brains and to make certain that they never achieve any of that. Founding father and President John Adams said that true equality does not exist. All men are created equal, but equal in God's eyes, not man's. For example, Donald Trump has little in common with someone sleeping on a sidewalk. In other words, equality of outcome is literally impossible. Trying to force this impossibility with ever-expanding laws and regulations makes it exponentially worse for everyone, like throwing gasoline on a fire. True equality simply does not exist. It never has, and it never will. There will always be the hardworking. There will always be the lazy. Always. And it would be deeply immoral if both groups had equal outcomes. That kind of equality is a vicious, cruel, and demonic lie. And everyone on earth needs to know it. If blacks are inferior at all, it is a part of their culture and probably has nothing at all to do with biology. The taboo of acting white is still deeply rooted in their culture and is a serious problem. Being studious and working hard are not bad things, but black ghetto street culture still says it is. And that alone is guaranteed to keep many blacks down and out for the rest of their lives. Now, racism is a belief, but there's also a lot of talk of systemic racism or racism that transcends mere belief and has made its home in the structure of society. If such a system exists at all, then it must, by definition, systemize victimization. By the way, this is precisely what socialist idiotology is. I would never call this racism, but it makes sense that any kind of victim system will disproportionately affect complaining blacks because socialism needs useful idiots at the bottom of the pyramid. But too many blacks have proven to be too proud to admit they are responsible for their own lives. It's too easy to blame white people, especially in this politically correct environment. It's the same system that the modern-day carpetbaggers or the Democrats, who are full of compassion, or so they say, still use. Some things never change.
Solutions. Number one, speak up always. Never back down in conversation. Number two, become a part-time or full-time activist. Number three, give generously of your time and money to candidates you truly believe in. And number four, the Democrats and rhinos must be defeated on every level. They must be defeated, especially locally. This is where their future leaders come from. So get involved now. What I've said here may seem harsh, but it really isn't. That's because straight talk is taboo. Truth has become so censored and so demonized that when it's finally heard, it can sound just a little shocking at first. Get used to it because I'm not finished. The truth shall set you free, but first, it's going to really piss you off. Let's face it, the truth hurts, especially if you're not used to hearing it. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson, and we'll meet again next week and every week.